Hello and welcome back to Users First. I'm your host, Alessio Fragudi, UX designer and podcast host. And today I'm joined by Janice, user experience design manager at Atlassian and career mentor on the ADP list. And today our focus is on the topic on how you can build a portfolio, how you can present it effectively and what kind of communication skills you need to do so. How do you sell yourself to a company when you go into a job interview? Today we're going to be talking about all of those topics and before we dive into the episode, I want to give you a wee reminder how we say in Scotland, we stand for uh, very small, I don't know if you're aware of that. Um, we dive into the, before we dive into the episode, I want to remind you to um, to support the podcast in uh, any way that you possibly can. Uh, we do uh, we do have a Discord channel that you can join for free where we do have uh, job postings for people that are just starting in the field. Sometimes I go there and do offer um, the free free reviews for your portfolio. So if you do need help with that, really feel free to reach out. And um, if you want to support uh, some of the pod- podcast expenses, you, you can even buy me a coffee. Before we jump into the episode, a little bit about Janice. He's the design manager at Atlassian, one of the biggest companies out there. Big kudos for that, man. It's a big achievement. And he, he you know he's mentored uh, many UXers in his career helping them build a portfolio, uh, giving them job interview tips, um, and build uh, build some of their, their work and their projects. And today, he's, uh, he, he's giving us the big honor to join us in the show and finally share some advice with you. Thanks for joining us, man. This is, this is awesome. I'm, I'm so excited to have you here. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. I'm looking forward to the conversation. Yeah, cheers. And yeah, you know, like, this, this is exciting, right? Um, I've seen your profile on the ADP list. And I saw you working for Atlassian as a design, um, as a user experience design manager. And I was, I can't miss out on this chance. I have to, I have to contact <laughs> this guy. And, you know, we got, I got into a call with you uh, last week and you're the, absolutely one of the, the, the most lovely people that I've met. And uh, I'm, I'm very, very happy to have you here. Uh, you're truly a genuine person and I really look forward to uh, getting into this, this episode with you. Yeah. Oh, thanks so much for saying that. I feel uh, people can't see this now, but I'm blushing at least a little bit. But um, no, I'm really excited to be here. And thanks so much for, for having me. Oh, I appreciate it, man. Appreciate it. Uh, why don't you give us a quick rundown of, um, you know, um, uh, what, uh, what, what people's struggles are usually uh, when dealing with portfolios in, uh, in UX design? Yeah, for sure. So portfolio reviews are pretty common. Um, step of the interview process, but they're also nerve-wracking. So I want to acknowledge that that when you're, especially if you're new to design and you do your first portfolio review, it can be a little nerve-wracking. And so a couple of the things that I see that I wish people would pay more attention to is that folks focus, like over-focus or over-index on process instead of telling the story of the project and their story of the project. I also see regularly that people fill the portfolio review with just work and technicalities. And at the end of the session, I haven't learned anything about who they are as a designer. You know, how do they take, where do they wanna go? So I think a lot of folks would do well bring themselves as a designer into that portfolio review a little more. And then lastly, that portfolio review itself is kind of a case study of your work, right? As a designer, we regularly facilitate sessions with people. And so when you're doing this review, That's also me as a hiring manager or as someone sitting in, seeing how you work. And it's a case study in itself. So preparing that well, guiding the conversation is kind of the third area where I would say, make sure you keep that in mind before you go into a portfolio review. 
So that's a high level. Right. Hmm. And storytelling, storytelling. You know, some time ago, I I don't remember. I was watching a, a TED Talk video or something like that, and uh, there there was this person talking about um how storytelling changed his life and the way to be able to uh, narrate a story uh really 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 impacted the people around them impacted their career as well how can i how can i learn uh narrating yeah so the you're spot on i think there's a lot of great talks about storytelling and it, what happens when you tell a good story is fascinating is that um what i experienced when i was in the story when i tell you that story it lights up a lot more areas of your brain so it's more memorable it's more engaging as opposed to me just giving you the facts and so Something that I try to convey to folks is that, I mean, you can you learn about storytelling, I think, online. You can learn from books. There's the, the story arc that's really um that's really a typical framework or the three um the three stages of the story. The thing for the portfolio review that I think is most important is to like a lot of times what I see is folks tell me about the process or tell me about what happened, like the business had a problem and then we did some research and then we brainstormed some ideas and we tested them and then we had a result. And they talk kind of through the generic design process, which is good, right? It's important to know that. But what I'm more interested in is what is your story on this project? You know, like, so the business had a problem. How did you react to that? You know, what was the situation like? Was that something that you're comfortable with or not? Was that new maybe? Did you feel a little nervous about that? And if so, how did you handle that? How did you overcome that um, nervousness? And then as you go through the process, you know, what do you learn at different steps and how you make decisions? Because there's, for every challenge, there are a million different ways you'd solve that. So when you went one way and not another, when you decided to maybe um, focus on mobile first or decided to spend two weeks on accessibility work, how did you make that decision and what did you learn from that? So thinking about the story arc, like what did you do? What did you learn? And how do you feel about the outcomes afterwards? Um, that's kind of how I would, I would think about that. Does it answer your question about the storytelling? Oh yeah, 100%. And also answered the questions of, uh, of the podcast episode that is about uh, what to include in your UX portfolio. So yeah. It is. It's not just about what, but it's also about like how and and why did you do that and what outcomes there was out of it and your perspective on it make it fun too you know like yeah, yeah. it's cool it's a project you went from research to validating your ideas and uh whatever and um was there anything fun that happened uh what did everybody learn <clears throat> what uh what did it lead to what were the outcomes mm -hmm. of uh, of the of the research in the end? Was there any actual metrics that uh, that could be that could be measured that uh, that helped the business be more successful? I don't know. I'm just pretending. yeah. <laughs> no, I think that's right. And I think if you've never, if you feel like you don't know storytelling that well, or if you've never like been like if you're not familiar with storytelling, the way that I think about it is just that there's um, a story in a nutshell is a person trying to do something, but having trouble doing that thing, you know? And so whenever you find yourself in your case study, struggling with something, don't try to brush over that, but lean into that. Maybe, um, for example, you're the only designer on a team, 
but it's a huge challenge. Like, don't just move past it, but help me understand as like a hiring manager, like, how did you deal with that? Where did you make trade-offs? Did you, um, did you partner up with someone else? Maybe did you like ask uh, your product manager to step in um, or did you um, hunker down and just like drive forward? There's no right or wrong answer, but how you went about that challenge of maybe being the only designer or maybe being on a really tight timeline or maybe having never worked with a design system before, um, like how you went about overcoming that challenge is really important and will make your audience feel so much more engaged because they get to know how you tackle these problems as a designer. Absolutely love that. Uh, uh, now that you make me think about it, some time ago, uh, I was, uh, not, not many months ago, I was, uh, I was prepping again my portfolio and I showed it to a friend of mine. Uh, his name is Darren. So big shout out to Darren. I uh, hope you're listening to this episode, man, because you got, you got to support me. All right, so Darren was checking out my portfolio. He's a very good product designer. And, you know, he told me, you know what, the portfolio is fine, but you, when you talk about your projects in your portfolio, it seems like you're not really thinking about who you were with, what you did, how you did it, and, uh, and uh, what outcomes there was at the bit. So once he told me that, I started thinking about, like, oh, okay, so, like, what, how, why, who? And since then, that's all I've been thinking about. Every time mm-hmm. I need to explain something, whether I'm in a workshop, whether I'm, uh, I'm, uh, I'm explaining my own portfolio projects, I always think about these questions. And whenever you do, whenever you can narrate a story around these, these three, four questions, you're going to nail it. You're going to be effective. People mm-hmm. are going to understand you and they don't have further questions because you already answered everything. Yeah. And also, I think regularly what happens is that folks, when they don't consider these things, try to polish the case study too much. And it's this very linear, straightforward path from problem to discovery, to exploration, to solution. And in reality, I think most of us designers know that's not really how it works, right? It's like, there's all sorts of sidetracks, things that happen where we start in one way and we find out this isn't actually the right problem to solve. We need to shift gears and look at these, this other problem. Or we, we come up with a solution and we feel really excited about it and then we test it and our users are not excited about it at all. They don't like it. They can't use it. Um, or our partners, to your point, who you, you did it with. Maybe you work with an engineering team and all of a sudden they have to work on something else. So you have to work with fewer engineers and adjust the designs. There are all these little adjustments that you have to make through your design process. Don't cut those out, but leave those in the project so that you can show how you overcame that and how you deal with that type of adversity and how you can adjust and how you're flexible as a designer. And then also I think to your point leads into the, the learnings later on of like, what would I have done differently? Like I'm happy with the way I did it, but maybe I realized and I learned how important it is to like focus on the people I'm doing the work with, you know, how important it is to bring in my product manager really early or do ideation with the engineering team and the marketing team Something along those lines can be really impactful because it doesn't say that you didn't do it right or you're not a good designer. It just says that you're actually evolving and you're learning from every experience that you have. I love that. I love that. So show that you are learning. So don't don't show <clears throat> don't don't show your methods just because you want to show your methods and you can say that you can do a certain thing, a certain that you have certain skills, but show that sure you have certain skills but that uh, you're you're a person that uh, retrospect on what what's happening and values mm-hmm. other people's ideas as well i absolutely love that um i was wondering how do you 
effectively communicate your portfolio. Like, like say that you were called for a job interview, right? And uh, now is the time for you to shine, right? You have to be able to to have that kind of narrative. And how do you engage the people, the people around you? Like you, you've been in that position many times because being a design and being a being a manager at Atlassian, you you've been in the interview process uh, hundreds of times. I can imagine. What what made you feel engaged with the person uh, speaking about their portfolio? Yeah, that's a great question. I think too many folks treat the portfolio presentation only as a presentation or a talk where maybe it's 60 minutes and they like plan it to speak for 60 minutes. And then at the end, like I sometimes have to interrupt them and I'm like, hey, can I ask a couple of questions? You know, and then we have to cut it short and that's not ideal. So when you plan for your portfolio presentation, think about what do you want to show? Usually I think it's about two, maybe three case studies, how much time you have and make time for questions. And I'm a big fan of actually structuring it in advance and telling the folks that you're speaking with, I'm gonna be walking through my portfolio for 10 minutes and then we'll have 10 minutes for discussion so we can dive into the details. Um, or you could go the way of saying, I'm gonna talk for 30 minutes, but please feel free to interrupt me. Um, if you have any questions, we can always do like sidetrack. So structuring it in advance and making time for that engagement and, and really addressing folks is a really good way to just open the stage and say, this isn't a me talking to you, but this is us together exploring the work and finding out what kind of designer I am, what kind of work I do, what I'm good at. So that's one thing I think is addressing it early on. Um, and there are a lot of different ways. I've seen folks actually like go into Figma with me and show me like the details of stuff. Sometimes that can work well if that's the type of role you're applying for and that can be very engaging. And other times it's not that engaging and other times it feels like it's too detailed. Um, but I would definitely try to treat this review, this portfolio presentation more as a collaborative session where you have some discussion than just you standing on a stage and presenting a talk to an audience. Hmm. That's interesting. So how do you, yeah, that's a very, that's a very interesting point, uh, like about engaging with the audience. So how do you, how do you collaborate? Like, let's say that I was doing a job interview. I don't want to get too much into detail, but uh, I, I like yeah. the example, you know, uh, we don't want to fall back into the, to the same problem of getting into details, but uh, as an example, like, uh, what would you consider like, um, collaborating, uh, with the, with the people that you're showing the, the portfolio presentation to? So I've been in a, in an interview before where someone, um, showed us a project that they didn't get to finish. So, one of the case studies was basically a, a research project and they started with the research and then they started getting into the design work, but they never actually got to ship this to production, ship this to the end users. And so they walked us through that. It was great. It was engaging. Um, and then they were like, oh, it got cut short. Um, and then we opened the discussion up for questions. And then people started asking, well, what would you have done if this project would have continued? You know, what were the next mm -hmm. steps that you had planned? And the person both gave us answers, but also asked, like, basically asked us back, like, what do you think of that idea? Basically, like, like I would have done um, maybe some analytics, or maybe I would have done like a, a long study afterwards. And they asked us back, like, what would we think? And that started a bit of a dialogue um, between us where we all together, all of a sudden, um, got brought into this case study. And I wouldn't recommend that for everyone, right? This depends on the situation, on the type of designer, on the type of role you are. 
But there is a way to, to ask a question back and say, like, here's how I would do it. Do you think this would work in your company or organization? Is that something that would work with your users? You know, and then you can kind of go back and forth. Well, that was mind blowing. I've, um, uh, the reason why I'm very surprised about this is because I, I have never, um, I've never, I've never heard of, uh, of, I've never thought about uh, doing anything like that and kind of thinking about more, more of a collaborative approach into, into job interview. And I think, uh, and I believe, uh, I believe it's a, it's a great way to show the fact um, that your person that you know can really can really can really do teamwork. Some people say that um, you know that they're team team workers and they they do very well in team. But are you actually uh, like show me, um, prove it? And are you also like a person that asks questions, right? So are you are you an analytical thinker? So the fact that you go into a job interview and you show rather than tell, it tells a lot about the the other person personality. Now I have a question: Was the person hired? This person was hired, yes. Oh, all right. So we did we did hire this person, yeah. Um, but yeah, you're spot on. I think it's like there are sometimes um, when someone comes in and they present a portfolio and we ask questions, you can feel they're defensive, they're protective of their idea, they feel maybe a little threatened by the questions. Um, and then there are others who are who are curious, who are like, oh, like even if you give them hard feedback and you say something like it's interesting that you made that decision. I would have made a different decision. I think that wasn't the right decision. Mm. And then they ask you back, oh, tell me more. You know, they're curious, they're open-minded. They want to like get into that, that um, interesting exploration space. So I think you're spot on with this. Like, do you practice that curiosity in every situation or only like, or is this not the situation for that? You know, are you, are you defensive mm. when it's your portfolio? I see, and it's easy to it's easy to, to to get into that when you go into a job interview because um, it's um your your mind plays a lot of games with you when you're under stress and uh, when when uh, well it's called a job interview for a reason because like they're interviewing you so they wanna mm-hmm. you're 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 being put on the edge but it is very important to stay calm relax take a deep breath and uh, behave like you normally would. Are you a person that asks questions? Then you know, ask questions. Are you a person that um, that is generally interested about what other people do? Then uh, keep on doing so in the job interview. If you're not, you can always develop the skills. I think they're very important, and uh, that's what um, that's what great designers are are usually um, usually have as a, a skill set. They are very collaborative, uh, effective communicators, uh, very very analytical. As designers, we ask a lot of questions. So if you can show that, you should be you should be good. Um, yeah, I was kind of I, I was gonna ask you, uh, you know, as a designer, let's say that I had a, a uniqueness or like a, like a very good selling point that maybe other other des- other designers don't have, like myself, right? Let's say they go into a job interview. And I say, you know, I have a podcast, right? Um, I have a uniqueness that other designers don't have. How do I sell that to um, to companies? Just just an hypothesis right now, right? Um, very hypothetical about myself. <laughs> yeah, just to make <laughs> yeah, an example. Right? For sure. Uh, so I think if you, yeah, if you have that uniqueness, if you have like a specific thing that you do that's related to you as a designer, like I would recommend you include that in your portfolio and you can include that in a lot of different ways. You include that in the introduction. You can include that as your closing um, like slide or your closing thoughts basically. But I think it's important and relevant to who you are as a designer. 
the important thing to me is that there's a line between what's really relevant to you as a designer and what's just you as a person. And while I can't, as a hiring manager, I can't necessarily separate the two, you know, it's not as like, I can't really, I have my biases. So I will like react like subconsciously to things in a certain way. I would always advise that it's good to bring your personality into a portfolio presentation, but don't spend too much time talking about yourself if it's not related to your work. So if you talk about your hobbies and your what your favorite breakfast is, that's great to break the ice a little bit, but keep that kind of tight. But if you have something like maybe, like for example, you do a podcast, you, um, you run a website, you mentor on the side, you, um, you do volunteer work where you help an organization with design work, that's awesome. Like help us know that so we can see that you're a designer like throughout a lot of different areas. And then sometime of that you get paid at a job, but other times you do this because you get paid through maybe advertisement or sometimes you do that because you just want to help people. Um, so I always think that part is relevant. And it also speaks to your, your angle and your point of view. Like what are you passionate about in the design world? Um, is it maybe that you want to help others grow in their career? You know, you've been helped, so you want to help others. That's awesome. Maybe you care about inclusion and you want to bring that into the design industry. Like those are great things to mention and bring into your portfolio because it helps me understand how you think about design and the role of design and also how you fit into that. Yeah, I love it. Absolutely love it. Is that, uh, like you going, uh, being as a manager, right? Um, you, you see like hundreds of designers. So it could it could get very boring for you going to job interviews and always seeing you know like projects are, are projects whatever right but what's uh what's really this person uh bringing to to the team you know rather rather than your own projects because there is thousands of designers out there uh really this person is replaceable but what's what's really unique about them and and i think like a person bringing something to the table is also it's also engaging right it, it spices the, sure. the the interview process up a bit right it makes it it makes, yeah, it, it, makes it very engaging exactly and it, and it helps me also like relate to you as a designer a little more than just like to your point, if it's, if it's too tech, if it's very technical, everything is very matter of fact, like it's difficult to like understand who you are and how you would work on the team, like how you would work with the people that I know work on the team already um, because it's very like data and information driven. So having like knowing a little bit about the background that you bring, maybe maybe you were an engineer before, maybe you worked as a teacher before, for example, maybe you lived in, a number of different countries and that's how you that's influenced how you design you know there are a lot of there are a ton of different ways and so yeah i would encourage you to bring that into the portfolio and you can do that by either like having a slide in the beginning to introduce yourself this is me as a designer and this is who i am this is why and how i design or you could bring it into individual case studies if appropriate right if you worked on a project and your multinational multicultural background came to play because it was a big global um project like that's great mention that and let me know that that's that influenced your design work your decision making oh man absolutely love it yeah we, we've got a major golden nuggets today and for the people that are looking to um build their portfolio up in ux design basically um in, in summary you should <clears throat> you should always explain your your you should make a narrative of your projects so you, yeah. you should be able to explain what how and who you worked with and and what you did it for uh what you did those methods for in your project you should be able to to make a narrative out of it so how do you storytell 
uh, what you've done. Um, uh, plan, you know, like <clears throat> think about um, think about what you what you want to show in your portfolio, and uh, be very collaborative as well. So don't just show the technical details and uh, and do a presentation and and again, no feedback whatsoever on what you're doing. If people ask you questions, you know, feel free to answer, to, to give a question back and, and open up dialogue. And if they give you a harsh feedback, you know, uh, feel free to use that at your advantage instead of feel defensive about it. And, uh, you know, exactly. say, like, you know, well, I'm here because I'm, I want to learn. Tell me more about it. I want, you know, yeah. like, uh, let's, let, let's get into the dialogue, right? So don't be afraid. Go fearless into the, the, into the portfolio review. and. Um, what else did you miss in the, in the summary? Um, oh, yeah. Um, putting your uniqueness at the end of your portfolio. So, like, what makes you stand out from all of the other designers out there? And what, what's going to make the conversation more engaging? Do you think, do you think like, uh, we missed anything else, Janice? I think that those are a lot of really important points. There's probably one more that's along the line of creativity. I think there's, hmm. like, there are many ways to present your work. And there are good reasons why a slideshow or a prototype works really well and is used often, right? It works really well remotely. It's like, it's very like accessible, but every now and then, if you can find an opportunity to be creative about something, you know, something where you could be like, you could take the straightforward approach, but you could also be a little more delightful. Like, for example, when you're introducing yourself, um, like I would say, so think about that and think about how you can be playful, delightful, creative about things that usually are done just straightforward. Cause that's always good to see um, that you explore different options and don't just follow this like path that's been walked a lot. Um, so once you've covered your bases, once you've got your storytelling down, you've got brought your uniqueness into the session and you feel well prepared to communicate and engage and facilitate the session, like, the cherry on top is maybe like a little bit of creativity that you can bring into that where you can bring yourself into that um, presentation. I absolutely love what you said. So uh, guys, again, wrapping up, um, you know, be able to make a narrative out of your projects. What's your uniqueness? What's your uh, selling point? What's, what, what are you bringing to, to the table? Uh, be, be more creative about uh, what you do. You know, you, you, can, you can really leverage your, uh, your background and your hobbies into uh, in imaginable ways. You just need to think a, bit, a little bit outside of the box and, and not be afraid of saying what you do. Just don't overdo it. You know, if you are very creative, creative about drawing, cool, talk about drawing for like 15 seconds, that's it. If the other person is interested in drawing, then they're going to keep the conversation going. If yeah. they're not, cool, move on. That's perfect. Yeah, 100%. Um, look, look, man, th this was awesome. I, I really appreciate you coming here. A um, lot of, lot of good good tips out there for the people if someone wanted to contact you right what would be the best way to, to get some more tips out of you yeah for sure so um you mentioned this in the beginning i i do mentor folks on the adp list and i'm always um happy to chat with folks and help share what's worked for me so feel free to reach out to me on adp list i'm also on on linkedin and twitter and so folks should be able should feel empowered to reach out to me on LinkedIn or Twitter as well if they have any questions. Um, sometimes I might take a couple of days to respond, but I'll I'll make sure I'll give you a response if you have a question. We know why you'll you'll be taking a couple of days to respond because you you will be interviewing a lot of UX designers probably. <laughs> <laughs> you'll be practicing what you've been telling us all about. 
man, no, really, man. Yeah. Thanks so much. Thanks so much for doing this. And again, guys, that was uh, that was uh, Janice, uh, uh, user experience design manager at Atlassian. And uh, you know, if you if you really like this episode and want to keep on supporting the users first podcast, you can buy me a cup of coffee from my website. You can join our Discord channel uh, where we do have job postings. Sometimes we have UX quizzes as well. And uh, we we really trying to build a community of designers where we help each other, we support each other, and I give you tips on how to land your first role positions, your, your first <clears throat> roles in UX design. And if you do need help, uh, actual mentorships, you can go on the ADP list and uh, and contact uh, Janice, or you can also go on my website and uh, get mentored by me. Thanks again for listening to Users First. Never miss an episode by subscribing to the show on the Apple Podcast, Spotify, and whatever you listen to. If you enjoyed this episode, leave a review on the podcast. I would be so appreciative about it. Thanks so much. Bye.